awakened spirit, growing one awareness at a time. Hello everyone and welcome back to Psych and Spirit. I hope this podcast finds you well. Um, A little bit of an update, just generally speaking, um, this is the 15th episode. And as we approach the end of the fall, so the end of the year and the end of season one, I have decided I do not have enough time to keep doing these every couple of weeks Uh, with family and work obligations. There's just not enough time. And I'm putting uh, quite a bit of time into looking things up and putting this together. So um, I'm going to reduce the number of episodes probably down to about one a month uh, at this point, Uh, but I'm going to try to keep this going. So, all right, after that bit of news, why don't we jump right in and talk about nature? For some folks with office jobs, the COVID-19 pandemic that hit in 2020 pushed them indoors so they could work from home. How convenient to be able to wear business on top for your Zoom meeting, sweats on the bottom, right? In between meetings and work, you may have found it convenient to grab a bite to eat or check something else going on in your house, perhaps, right? But how about your mental health? Did it take a hit when you suddenly spent more time at home and weren't going out and doing things? And more specifically, did you get to enjoy nature as much? At the beginning stages of COVID-19, I didn't do those things at all and mostly stayed inside except for the occasional errand. And it definitely affected my mental health to stay at home for such a long long period of time. Eventually, as COVID dragged out, I started going outside on walks and hikes more with my wife and dog, and it felt good to get out again. But I experienced other benefits too when I was able to spend more time in nature. I'm going to talk about some of those benefits according to research, but first I just want to mention that although this episode started out with a discussion about COVID, that was really just used an example because it affected everyone globally all at once. More broadly though, spending time in nature is really the focus of the episode, and it isn't really about COVID or working from home, but finding the right balance of nature versus indoor living for you. Let's start with the research on mental health. Zhang et al. in 2014 surveyed over a thousand people in the U.S. and found that feeling connected with nature was correlated with life satisfaction. But here's the catch, only for people who perceive beauty in nature. For those who are not attuned to nature's beauty, it had no effect on life satisfaction. I also want to note that this study didn't assess the time spent in nature or natural environments, but just the feeling of being connected to nature, as evidenced by statements such as things like, I often feel a sense of oneness with the natural world around me, for example. But the study results suggest that perceiving beauty in nature and feeling connected to nature are connected to our satisfaction with life. A review of the body of research on nature and mental health by Bratman 2019 summarizes several studies noting that experiencing nature is broadly connected to psychological well-being and more specifically better sleep, increased positive affect, so uh, increased positive emotions, reduction in stress, and decreases in distress and negative emotions. Some of these benefits are preventative in terms of preventing mental illness and or may reduce the effects of anxiety and or depression, in fact. 
Looking beyond mental health and to cognitive functioning, Stevenson et al. 2018 found in their meta-analysis of 42 studies that short-term exposure to natural environments, and by natural environments, they defined it as an area with little or no human-made objects in view, led to improvements in working memory, cognitive flexibility, and attentional control in adults when given cognitive tasks after spending time in nature. Stevenson et al. further found that children exposed to natural environments for 30 minutes by walking a quiet rural route in Denmark had faster reaction times and more stable performance than children who'd walked an urban route in town for 30 minutes after taking a baseline measure of performance from each group. These particular studies examined a theory called attention restoration theory, first proposed by Kaplan in 1995, who postulated that humans experience mental fatigue throughout the day, which can be overcome by spending time in natural environments rather than what they call built environments, full of human-made objects, such as buildings, cars, fences, roads, etc., and tend to be typical of urban settings. In terms of our attentional resources, our capacity to direct our attention toward goal-related information while ignoring irrelevant information is finite, and it diminishes over the course of the day. For example, let's say a coworker asked you to pick up food for the office from a restaurant you've never been to before, and you have to walk there. You have to mentally keep track of which block the restaurant is on and your direction as you walk but there are large distracting signs, honking horns, and folks are walking by that you might find distracting. By the time you get back from the restaurant, you may feel a bit mentally tired, and you may not be able to focus quite as well at work as you sit back down. Much of the research in this area explores the idea that urban environments are confusing, they're chaotic, and we are bombarded with sights, sounds, and smells that all complete, um, excuse me, that all compete for our attention, which in short is exhausting to us mentally. Nature is the remedy, because being in an environment that doesn't pull for our attention in so many ways and is softer, so to speak, can actually be relaxing, effortless, and restorative in terms of our attention. That's attention restoration theory in a nutshell. And I find it fascinating that so much research has been done on the topic in cognitive psychology, but let's take a moment and think about it. Can you imagine how it would feel if you could break up your workday by walking through a densely forested area or a quiet beach with no one around for 30 minutes? How do you think the rest of your day would go as you return to work refreshed and restored from being in nature? I personally would love that. Where you live, you may not have access to places in your city that have no traces of human civilization, but you may have access to parks or community gardens, perhaps. Although that is not the natural environment as defined by Kaplan and others, it's still better for mental health than staying indoors all day. And how do we know that? Well. Back to the research, remember how I mentioned COVID-19 and how I ended up isolating at home and not even attempting walks or hikes for a while in the beginning? Well, some researchers have looked at how COVID-19 affected mental health and how nature was used to cope with the difficulty. Soga et al. in 2020 conducted a survey of 3,000 Japanese people during the pandemic 
and found that the frequency of time spent in green space, so that would be areas like parks or forests, and being able to see greenery like trees and grass outside of their windows was associated with increased happiness, life satisfaction, and self-esteem, and decreased levels of depression, anxiety, and loneliness. So while it might be ideal to walk in a desert or an isolated beach or the mountains or a quiet forest, we actually don't need that to experience mental health benefits. Just seeing any greenery or any blue space like the, ble uh, excuse me, like the beach or a lake or a stream may be enough to give us a mental health boost. And sometimes even simulated plants and nature can help us feel a bit better. Yin et al. in 2020 had 100 folks complete a somewhat stress-inducing task in a virtual reality environment. And then they randomized them into four different groups. The first group was exposed to a virtual office with indoor green plants. Another group had outdoor green plants through the window. A third group had indoor and outdoor plants. And finally, a fourth group experienced a virtual reality office with no plants during the stress recovery period. They were first tested for baseline measures of stress and anxiety, and then after the stressful task, they were exposed to their respective virtual reality offices for six minutes, and then the stress was measured afterward. The authors found that the participants in either the combination green plants condition or the indoor green plants condition experienced a larger decrease in anxiety than the condition who had a virtual reality office without any plants or a, without any view of plants. Interestingly, the indoor plants condition seemed to be the most effective at recovering from stress. Admittedly, this was a very small study, but more studies are forthcoming in this area. So for folks who cannot go outside, there may be a way to enjoy nature and boost mental health a little either via virtual reality indoor green space or maybe just having some plants or greenery in your room. So what does all of this research suggest? Something we probably already know intuitively, which is that nature and connecting to nature is important for human beings and our well-being. Remember, we didn't always live in urban environments or cities with concrete and steel. And the research reminds us that we aren't really meant to be separate from nature, at least not in the long term. For many of us, our lives are a little less conducive to enjoying nature now, right? We're busy, we have things to do, we have jobs to be at, we have families to raise, meals to cook, and at the end of the night we have to sleep. But we also need time in nature. For some, that may mean we walk around our neighborhood and enjoy the trees and plants along the way. For others, you may have to go a bit farther to reach a park where you can sit and look around at the trees and plants. And for those who are most fortunate, you may live in a place where you have access to the ocean, forests, mountains, ponds, streams, or just beautiful stands of trees near you. Whatever you have available, I encourage you to take advantage of it when you have some time as often as you are able. For some of you, it may mean creating more green spaces indoors with some spider plants or a ficus or succulents or something. We just aren't meant to be separated for long periods from nature. If you can exercise in nature through walks and hikes on weekends, even better. It's like a double boost to mental health to get in exercise and nature appreciation. And in some cases, you're even ex you can even experience mental quiet or peace while enjoying what nature has to offer, or feel a sense of gratitude or awe when looking out at the scene before you. 
I find that nature is grounding for me, and pre-COVID, I would hike almost every weekend, either at a new place in the Bay Area or a favorite spot that my wife and I had found before in our exploration. I love to look around and see new plants or trees or bushes and grasses, but I still enjoy places I've been before as well. I'm a big tree person, and I love being near and around trees. Now growing them, ugh, that's a whole different story. I don't seem to have the green thumb in that arena, but I appreciate them. I feel a pang when I see a tree topped or cut down altogether. Gardening is also a hobby that allows us to connect to nature as well. If you have the resources, of course. But these days, much of the time, I do shorter walks in my neighborhood with my family, and I also enjoy seeing the trees and shrubs in my area. I even try to identify them sometimes. But for others, appreciating nature can mean sitting by a pond or a stream or sitting on a beach or sitting and watching the sunset. Whatever it means for you, see if you can find the time to get outdoors and appreciate nature in some way, whatever feels right for you. And for those who can't get outside, perhaps you can t tend to a few plants in your indoor space and develop that skill. YouTube even has relaxation videos of flying over natural landscapes or things like rain or snow that you can just sit and watch for a while or have on in the background. During COVID, my wife and I had a lot of time to explore indoor activities, including watching new types of shows or videos. And sometimes we would just sit and watch the snow falling in a forest for a while to relax. And it actually really did feel relaxing. Ultimately, nature is spiritual for me. There's something deeply satisfying about appreciating plants, mountains, and trees, and the quiet that allows me to ground myself and connect in. I sometimes even like to touch trunks or plants here and there, or leaves, not poisonous ones, of course, uh, because I find that that can also help me feel more connected and grounded, and more of a part of the cycle of nature myself. For me, nature can sometimes even feel like a deeply sacred space like a cathedral or a church even. Some of my deepest moments of peace and total silence and life-changing awarenesses have happened for me in quiet and secluded forests. Nature is where the cycle of life takes place and where environments blossom and fade, where life begins and ends, or at least did in the past. We sometimes forget that we weren't always urban creatures and our ancestors walked the earth daily as nomadic foragers with a lot of time to be in nature and understand the natural world, which they did and they learned a lot about. That knowledge isn't lost completely. It's still there with many indigenous tribes and some folks who are interested in the subject. We distill food and medicines from nature around us, but we forget when aspirin comes in a pill and we don't have to shave off a piece of willow bark and you know, steep it in a tea to get a pain relieving effect. Some folks following pagan and indigenous traditions see the earth as a mother or a maternal figure. And in appreciating the earth, they revere the divine feminine. It's a gentle energy of inviting, observing, reflecting, and absorbing, or taking in quietly. It's an energy of reverence, respect, and awe for what Mother Earth has provided. And by appreciating nature, you're rejecting the idea that nature should be dominated, controlled, and exploited. In this view, Mother Earth has provided for us with land, the harvest of food, resources like iron and wood and water, and overall abundance. And perhaps, because we've been provided with all of these resources, Mother Earth is worthy of our gratitude and respect, which can be shown via connecting with nature in whatever way chosen.
So that's just another way to look at nature and respect for nature based on some traditions. And while some folks aren't really interested in spiritual traditions and the role of nature or the earth, many of us can still benefit from being outside or being close to plants in some way, whatever way feels authentic and healing to us. For some of us, our mental health may even depend on it. And that is the power of nature. For your homework, pick a way that you want to connect with nature more in the next few weeks. Maybe you're going to go on a hike. Maybe you're going to obtain some kind of plant to put in your living space that you want to care for and nurture. Maybe you're going to go swimming in a local lake or just walk around your neighborhood and really look at the trees and plants for 20 minutes. The possibilities are endless, but pick something that feels authentic to you out of the many things that I've mentioned. Or, you know, you can come up with your own way to appreciate nature, either virtually or in person. But maybe it means something else for you. Think about what it means to you as you engage in connecting with nature in the next few weeks. And I'm confident that you will benefit from the experience in some way. Thanks for joining me. Until next time. Thank you.